before we start, I just want everyone to know that I am recording from my grandmother's house in Dallas with three dogs, uh, a couple of family members. I'm in a common room of the house because that's where the Wi-Fi is best. And I'm using an old mic because my mic has not arrived uh, with the rest of our stuff because of state closures. So what I'm trying to tell you is that Casey brought his A game today. And uh, I brought my A game. It's it's the equipment and the environment, but I can I can uh, push through it because I'm a professional. What do people always say whenever they talk about Casey Rogers? Professionalism. Profesh. Um, so how's going with you, man? Uh, how you, how, 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 for, oh yeah, I guess I should talk about myself. Um, well, let me hear that news. Um, so today, today for work, I attended. Uh, 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 some sort of corporate like bullshit diversity inclusion committee thing. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's the kind of thing that like, I'm sure that, uh, there are people that get a lot out of it, but also they're like, it, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's something your boss paid for and think, you know, so it's not going to be like, you know, the, the systems in place are actually bad. It's just like, you sure. know, um, like my, my favorite part. It's so it started out with like an exercise, and it was like, I want you to picture this scenario in your mind. Um, and it was like, you go, you're going on a trip, a, a, like a business trip. And you, you, as you're, you're and you're someone the, yells the N word. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't quite like that. So like, it started out with this, this exercise and it was like, I want you to close your eyes and imagine the following scenario. Uh, imagine you're going on a trip to attend a conference uh, and at the airport you pat like you're you're in line behind a biz a businesswoman uh who's getting her boarding pass you say hi to the pilot as you get on the flight you sit next to a nurse once you arrive at your hotel you pass an adorable family on the sidewalk at the conference a ceo gives an awesome keynote uh you meet a professor at the conference and talk for a while at dinner the restaurant manager comes over to blah 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 and like casey the big twist was uh it, there was like a, a slideshow and afterward so it had pictures to go with all of that it's like uh the the businesswoman was a hijabi woman um the the uh the pilot was a a, a woman um, did you picture that uh the nurse was a black man the family was hispanic the CEO was a Latina woman. Uh, the, that professor, Asian lady. How about that? A restaurant manager, an Indian hold, woman. Hold, hold yeah. on. None of... I can't... I, I'm not, like, trying to sound woke. None of that is shocking. None of that, like, defies my expectations from hearing the story. Like, I wasn't... When I was hearing this, I wasn't picturing... I wasn't picturing white men in all these roles. Is that what, <laughs> well, I, was, is that what, I, was, what I was supposed to have been doing? that's i mean objectively that's not what you're supposed to be doing it's supposed to like what what and because i you know i i grant that people do have uh you know pre-existing connotations to what ceo means you know what i mean or what they picture by the way by the way i basically picture rupert murdoch mentioning how awesome the ceo's uh talk what that's like that's such weird, like casual bootlicking. <laughs> it's like so. It's so weird to throw it in yeah. like that. Yeah, but it was just it was frustrating because like um, you know because I, I, I think like statistically 
because we live in a white supremacist society. And again, this is something, this is a, a webinar about uh, equity and diversity and inclusion. Like uh, a lot of CEOs are white men or, you know, sure. like, uh, like, yeah. like all of the, the rich, the richest, richest, rich people in the world. They're all like men, you know, with, I think like, I think Carlos Salim uh, uh, goes in there to break the color line. Uh, good for him. Is that a win for diversity? I don't think it is. Well, you know I mean, I, I mean um, but I, so here's my thing. If you were going to make a movie and you were going to make things diverse for the purposes of inclusion, I would not want a CEO to be a woman or a person of color because CEOs are shitty. And that's not how uh, yeah, you, that's not how inclusion you'd works. want the assassin to be the, the, the person of color. Sure. Obviously. Yeah. The assassin but, who um, kills the CEO, you mean. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah. So. I don't know. So it, it goes on into like, uh, I don't, that's kind of how it started. So obviously it's off to a rocky start in, in, in my opinion, but it goes on to like raise questions about, you know, what should, uh, you know, what's, what does a white supremacist culture look like versus an equitable culture in terms of like workplace culture? Like, sure. right. But, um, so there, like it mentions power hoarding versus power sharing. So I asked a follow up question about, Oh shit, Adam. You know, well, you just throw it in the chat. I she, know, but I know, but you're it. not you're not supposed to get all leftist on these things. People aren't ready. It's you're not supposed to start playing Casey, fastball with the, with these. Casey, I disagree. I disagree. No, no, no. Um, I know, no. I know you are, but like when you get in that situation, it's like you're playing fastball with like minor leaguers, yeah. uh, like little I, kids. I, no, no. This is a this is a person that gets paid a lot of money to think about these things and to talk about them. I, I mean, I, I agree. I don't know that they're expecting. They're, like, they're paid. They're paid a lot of money to to water down social realities. Yeah, to a degree, that's probably true. But uh, so basically, I just asked, you know. Um, you know, uh, even with really good HR policies, even with a really strong and effective uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion committee at your workplace, the reality is that, like, you know, we're, we're there, like power is going to be organized hor- like uh, vertically, right? It's going it's yeah. to, and I even use the word authoritarian, which I pro- probably gave away the game, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, <laughs> did, but did you mention the means of production at all? <laughs> no, I didn't mention the means of production. But basically, she her response was, uh, was that you know? Unfortunately, uh, you, you know the w- workplaces aren't democratic, uh, and the the real issue is you have to have, like our leaders have to lead uh, with a service Uh-oh. mentality uh, mm. rather than with the mentality of like dominating. Did you people. mention that that's antithetical to uh, our current system of vertical uh, power I didn't, structure? You know, it, it wasn't exactly call and response. You feel <laughs> me? It, uh, but. Uh, you know, it was the kind of thing I just think it's endemic of like how, uh, you know, people approach the re- like, you know, the problems from a corporate point of view. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it, the issue is not. Go ahead. I mean, for all we know, this person could be could have radical politics, but in their day job, they're in sort of sure. a they're in sort of a but what are you going to do, you know, situation, you know? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like the the audience, it's not like she's talking to a bunch of people from like worker co ops. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's talking to people at, at vertically organized workplaces. Sure, but like, you know, I wasn't going to like uh, put in the chat. Hey, if everyone had a union, you know, that'd be. I was going to throw that in the chat because that'd be my last, my the last chat that I chatted. You should have just said, "Hey, when do you guys want to unionize?" No, no, no. I mean, I was the only person from my workplace on the webinar, to be clear. But um, oh, okay. But Wait, no, why? I mean, why? Why were you the delegate to this webinar? 
this is like well i can't i can't get into details but but uh but anyway um uh you know the idea is that like the the structures themselves are not bad it's just like basically her answer was uh what you do what you need is you need a good leader not a bad leader rather than like the structure itself could be organized to have different like frankly just different kinds of leaders or multiple leaders or no leaders you know like that that was beyond the scope of this conversation but i think but obviously it's relevant to like white supremacy uh, and because of what we kind of already talked about with like um you know there's a reason that like frankly i think most people when they hear the word ceo they do conjure like a a hairless bald uh crypt keeper looking person honestly when i when i when i hear ceo i picture uh gordon gecko or i picture uh, uh, Batman's character from that movie where he liked to beat right. ladies. Uh, but but uh, the the thing the, yeah. the weird thing about that thought experiment is that it's meant to make you feel bad for like right. recognizing that white men run this fucking shitty system. Exactly. You know what I mean? The issue that I see white white people in positions of power that's not a problem with me. That's a problem yeah, with yeah. that's what yeah. I actually like, see. It's it's not like it, it's going to be helpful for you when someone says CEO you immediately imagine a woman of color because then and I'm not saying there aren't women of women of color that are that are CEOs and that are that are great at their jobs or whatever. I just don't think sure. CEO is a good position that we we need in the next system after this one collapses as it's yeah. just hurtling toward. Um but uh, I mean what this what this all boils down to is if you're trying to like these these type of seminars where you're trying to create an ethical workspace in a system that still abides by our nor- our regular uh, capitalist and corporate, you know, hierarchical norms is it's like a person following around a horse with a, a broom and a, uh, you know, a scoop picket. Like it's a never ending, like cleanup and maintenance. Uh, it's a never ending job. Like we, we want to solve the problem. There, there, there's a reason people imagine like, uh, CEOs to be white men yeah. or restaurant managers to be white men. Yes. Um, and it's not because they, that they have like they're, they're, they're racist or inclined toward bias. Oh. I think it's because that like they have, they have a, a view of the world that's informed by like their experience. And every, obviously everyone's experience is limited, but yes, as you sure. said, like, like I mean, that's, a reality that's to conservative, conservative trolls love it when you as a leftist characterize the uh, racial politics in our country as they are like whenever you bring out that people of color are marginalized and incarcerated at higher rates they love when you say that because they get to call you racist be like what oh so you think of uh black people as criminals and mm, the left are the real racists because you point out reality as it is and like to to these trolls they want to make everything like a hypothetical thought experiment argument debate type of thing yeah well i mean it's just to say that like in turn like your I don't know it, it's it's wanting you to like it thinks the problem is solved like the problem of bias is solved by like when someone says CEO imagining a person as the CEO yeah. that isn't typical of most CEOs you get you, know you get a mean? you get a black we we elect a black president and then we're at a post racial America yeah yeah but I don't know it was just it was just interesting to think about honestly I like I said I think that there was a lot that like a lot of people could get out of it but um it, it just didn't feel like it didn't you know obviously I don't know I, I like I have my own perspective on white supremacy and sure. uh bias and um and like 
it didn't really go far enough in terms yeah, of yeah, like yeah. actually how to change things and stuff. Well, like things, that. well, things would have gotten out of hand well, pretty well, quickly if you started following that thread, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean like among the things that like are like they put as like defined by like white supremacist culture is like individualism versus an equitable culture, like re- relying on interdependence and collaboration. And I'm like, it's not just mm. white supremacy, right? Like white supremacy is connected to capitalism in a lot of different ways. And I feel like, the presentation to a degree um, placed a lot of the things on, that uh, are endemic to capitalism with or without white supremacy onto like white supremacy, which I think is, is not completely the picture, but you're, you're anyway, that's, that's what, that's how I spent my, my, a part of my day. I bet that was frustrating. Um, yeah. I, it's the kind of thing like I enjoyed it. It was like intellectually like stimulating to hear. I know you, you love, um, you love stuff that, you love being pissed off about stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, lo- I love just stewing and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and posting a, um, a, qu- a question in the chat that I know is not appropriate for <laughs> the, yeah. the event happening. I, no, I, 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 um, bet, I, bet, I bet you said to yourself before you did it, you're like, check this shit out. <laughs> no, I said to myself, I don't know if I should do this to this person who seems well-intentioned. But anyway, um, the... Uh, uh, no, so uh, probably I got canceled during what we were talking about. We are talking about cancel culture today. Yeah, um, yes. but no, I, actually, it, it reminds me. Um, you're you're back in Dallas. Yes, uh, you're back in the Big D, and and we do mean Dallas. Yes, we um, do. Uh, but uh, back in the, the Big D see, is different from being back into the Big D. Yeah. Well, no. That I, actually, I, I just realized Big D might might mean to some people. I know that yeah. there's a country song where uh, "going through the Big D" and "don't mean Dallas" refers to divorce, not to a dick, as I think you were implying. <laughs> that that'd be funnier. That'd be a funnier song. It, it, it would be a funnier song. <laughs> yeah. yeah Do you right. remember who it, is? It Trace Adkins, probably. I don't know. It's probably Joe Diffie or some bullshit. I don't know. Joe Diffie. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's Joe Diffie. Um, I don't God even know bless who that him. Is. Shit. Um, uh, he he sang. Uh, There's something women like about a pickup man. Um, I don't know or, a lot of country uh, tunes. I've been trying to get into it a little bit lately. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, enjoy- I don't. I don't buy the whole thing that like being like I don't like country is like classist. I don't buy that. I think it can be. I mean, I, I, it, it definitely clear, can be. I think it there's a lot be. of like. It's not because I, I I'm not excluding country. Is I have I think I have narrower and narrower musical tastes as I get older for some reason. Hmm. No, I mean I uh, like uh, I think there's a lot of pop country that I just can't stand. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah. like um, you know I, I was listening to like old like Dwight Yoakam, which I don't. I think at the time was not. Like I think he's like he's considered like a country music legend or icon. You, to some you like today. you like country musicians who are Democrats. <laughs> Is Dwight Yoakam a Democrat? I have no yeah, idea. yeah. Dwight Dwight Yoakam and Tim McGraw are like the notorious like the two Democrats in uh, in country music. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, you remember how it's weird how Dwight Yoakam for a while there was like the uh, an actor, the, the the fucking villain in a lot of movies. <laughs> That's oh yeah, what he was. Ca- Carl, what are you doing with that hammer? I just sort of woke up by holding it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, sling blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl, what the fuck are you doing with that hammer? Yeah, said you won't plumb near Tookie's head off. Uh, anyway, uh, but no, you're back in Dallas. Like, yeah. uh, that was a long interlude about yeah, Dwight yeah, yeah. Yoakam. Uh, yeah, but you're back in Dallas. You, you before you left, you were a, an educator, if yes. you will. Yes, I was a high school um, what, educator. What, uh, 
And what's uh, what's what's go- I saw actually on John Oliver there was a, a Fort Worth. Fort Worth is, a lot of people don't realize Fort Worth is a huge city. It's right next to Dallas. Literally, you can you can stand in Dallas, throw a rock, and you can hit someone in Fort Worth. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's it's. We like used to do a, that all the time when we were kids. I could see Fort Worth from from my house, like Sarah Palin can see Russia from her house. <laughs> uh, in that I can't. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. an asinine thing to say. Uh, yeah. So as you may know. Um, Texas, along with some other uh, renegade states like Florida, are uh, vehemently uh, gung-ho on uh, opening schools on schedule in the fall. Um, Before I left, I was guaranteed that after our tenure in California, uh, whenever it, uh, if if it so happens to be, uh, you know, um, temporary, uh, you know, we didn't know what, you know, our situation was going to be. I would have a job uh, waiting for me because I had ingratiated myself uh, with the administrators. Uh, that still stands, but I am not going to accept that, even though it would be financial uh, relief, because uh, I know people that are in a situation where they're having to teach, former colleagues of mine, and they are, you know, I know people have seen this in the, in the news, and to a lot of people it sounds like hyperbole, but it's not. They are going to lawyers and having wills written up. Or, or, or adding to their wills because when there's something going around teachers get it like teachers will will, will get it because te- kids don't uh, practice hygiene well um, no and uh, schools are cesspools for disease um, and there is going to be a huge spike in uh, covid deaths uh, with child with school children and teachers when schools open back up and Betsy DeVos, who is a proponent of this, she's the Secretary of Education, her children uh, are, are private schooled. And well, surely, surely, but, but also she has a, a strong background in education, right? Surely, right? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, 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 I believe she, she, was, she was a uh, CEO of a company or something. I believe it says here, uh, prior to becoming Secretary of Education, she was a um, ghoul. Well, hey, she she kept that through line going. Um, uh, So, but I so uh, because so a lot of people that I know are not going to be sending their school their children back to school. They're going to be homeschooling them, uh, and there will be you know online uh, tutoring um, tools for them. And I will be making money doing that while also uh, continuing work on my master's. Which, uh, luckily, since all the uh, online infrastructure has been put in place, I can continue remotely as well. Um, yeah. So I can't I'm wait for you to get that degree, so you can t- so you can tell us about it all the time. Um, and I, yeah, hey, hey even <laughs> even in our even in our uh, episode with Leslie and Pete, I uh, Pete mentioned the story the Job, and I was like, uh oh. And the reason I brought it up is because I wanted to explain why I'm about to go on a on an insane tirade about the about Jewish theology. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even Pete was like, "Oh God, I I opened it up. My bad." But uh, but but yeah, uh, uh, there's there's no surprise. The pattern with which states are going to be opening and which ones aren't going to be opening is, uh, you know, states with stronger uh, teacher union uh, organizing and respect for unions are getting to list they're listening to the teachers more and they're not but, opening but that, that's an interesting point though how does how do unions get respect casey by being aggressive 
by striking yeah, yeah. <laughs> by, by 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 proving that they can they can shut shit down if they have yeah. to um and 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 united teachers los angeles has done yes, that uh, the chicago and, teachers union has chicago done chicago teachers union and uh i would imagine new york schools probably as well like the like major the, the cities that are major economic hubs are that, that I don't know. That, I don't that know about. That I know aren't. that like uh, there are a ton of charter schools in New York. I actually don't well, know what the yeah the, the New the, York the, the New York public education. school system the New York public school system has a lot of eccentricities that the rest of the country doesn't have. Like it's like it's a uh, hugely segregated uh, student population, and yeah. uh, which is uh, it's bizarre. The the I, I have a, I'm reading a book currently. Uh, I don't have it with me. I just started reading it, so I don't know the title, but uh, it's a uh, good start. It's a, yeah, but it's about the New York public school system and it is so, it's like layers and layers of complexity and like old, uh, you know, laws and old strictures for how like just layers of infrastructure piled on top of each other. Uh, obviously, you know, online schooling, I feel like is ideal if your concern is keeping students safe and keeping, you know, the keeping them in school, but Online schooling, as I think is intuitive uh, to a lot of people, is a lot more effective for older students who can exercise more self-responsibility, whereas for younger students with, you know, uh, issues with, you know, attention span and uh, attention span, sorry, uh, it's it's more difficult. And also in these times of economic hardship, you know, where a lot of two parent households have both parents working multiple shifts. Oftentimes, school is a necessary sort of uh, place for the the kids to go. It's like a daycare, and so in yeah. that respect, that's going to be something that's sorely missing if schools don't open. So, it's it's I it's think, a mess. I think we should ask the kids. Like, do you want to, uh, you know, basically uh, probably get held back in school? Because this 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 school year is going to be a wash. Or do you want to die? Or do you want your grandma to die? You know, yeah. you should just ask them. Yeah, because you know? I mean, just, yeah, because because five year olds have beautiful pink lungs and will probably be okay. But they're going to be going back home yeah. as like little little uh little smallpox blankets. Yeah, they're gonna yeah they're gonna pick up the Rona in uh, second period history class with Miss. Uh, Krabopolis. I don't know why. Why? Uh, why did you that, just take? A, why did you take a, a yeah, known? That's, a that's known, copyright infringement. That's you all took, that is. No, hold on. You took a known uh, pop culture figure and just made it Greek. <laughs> is that what, like what, a thing that you? Uh, can is do that now? not her name? Krabopolis. No, it's Krabopol. It, yeah, it's just not Krabopolis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's oh. Like you know what you're Krabopel. thinking? You know what you're thinking? You're thinking of Jets, Jesse Katsopoulos from Full House. I don't think I am. Um, John Stamos. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's a good man. Anyway, um, oh, uh, here's here's some news to make you hate yourself, Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, on in, you know, have you heard of Hulu? Have you heard of this? Yeah, I've heard of Hulu. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I've heard, I've, I've heard, um, I've heard of that shit. H- Hillary Clinton. Uh, there's an alternate history where Hillary Clinton is president that's being developed for Hulu. That is one of the saddest. Who's directing it? Um, who's producing it? And who's uh, well, hold on. I guess it's more than that. All right, so it's it's an alternative history that takes place in a world where Hillary Clinton never married Bill Clinton. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. 
Um, what the? What does that matter? I have no idea. Is the, I, is I the guess, idea that she'd be less ambitious if she hadn't married him? I have no idea. I mean, we'll have we'll have to just binge watch the whole show, right? And just find out about how mm. how how everything will be different. How yeah. it would have in, invaded Iraq in the eighties if if. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. See, um, I see. I guess I never realized that Hillary Clinton was particularly hawkish. Oh yeah, she's 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 got a huge hawk. Oh, what am I saying? Yeah, she was Secretary of State. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. That was a that was a senior moment, even though I'm not a senior. She, she voted for Iraq. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably why she lost to Obama. Honestly, she just couldn't compete with him not having voted for Iraq. Don't get wrong, don't get wrong. If he had been in the Senate uh, in 2001, then he de- or 2003, he definitely would have. Well, but, 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 and, but and 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 as those eight years showed us, it turns out he could have definitely held his own in terms yeah, of yeah. Uh, body count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to invade a country to just murder a bunch of children. He, fi- he, fig- he, figured he made that it out. personal. He made it personal. He's a pioneer. Um, but anyway, you know, you know uh, how pe- you know how people normally say, "No, it's not the people I have a problem with; it's the government." He was the opposite. He was like, "No, I'm going after individuals." I've also before we get to like what we actually plan to talk about, even though we're already like thirty minutes in. Yeah. Um, the the other stupid thing I want to bring up to you. Um, so uh, Joe Biden was saying. Talking about Trump, he was like, the way he deals with people based on the color of their skin, their national origin, where they're from, is absolutely sickening. Uh, Biden continued, no sitting president has ever done this. Never, never, never. No Republican has ever done this. No Democratic president has ever done this. We've had racists, and they've existed. They've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. Uh, that's a weird take and 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 besides, aside from being objectively untrue it's, a, it's subjectively yeah. untrue no. uh yeah i mean notably he was elected vice president president and he was a segregationist yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean th- this is i mean like i don't know it was just one of those things that you just that is one of the mo- okay i'll tell you that's the type of thing that powerful men say that are so glaringly false but they can say it because they're they feel so insulated from like you know the have the need to be factual like I, yeah. that's such a glaring oversight of the history of the country you know Andrew Jackson yeah. was president and he uh tried to commit uh genocide well i mean even like the people that even the presidents that are run, like known for particular achievements in terms of like uh rights for uh african americans or others yeah, like yeah. lincoln lbj lincoln was a racist, racist still yeah. just racist yeah <laughs> like i don't know what, there's no yeah. there's no way around it <laughs> well, L- point. lincoln 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 became more a proponent of uh abolition when he realized it could be used as leverage against the confederate states i believe yeah i mean right? i think that well i mean look there's a, I, of, I, there's, there's, there's a few a, ways to analyze it but like there was what was it? There was a vote that was going to happen. I, well, and, and, to be and clear, like, I think that it's it's fine. Like Lincoln opposing slavery does not mean that he thought that white folks and black folks well, were of a, of a similar species. No, you know no. What I mean, well, well, hold on. I think he believed they were of the same species. 
but in the same way that I think. Sure, I know. In I the same way, to make it in the same scientific way, racism. I, I, yeah, scientific race. Like I think he had at least progressed beyond that, but he was still the same sort of person who would have been, you know, in the pictures of the uh, 1960s sit-ins. You know, white people like punching black people for setting at uh, food counters. Well, he would have still been doing yeah, that. Well, he, I think he he also murdered up a storm of Native Americans, like in in his time. So well, um, hey man, the Native Americans were raiding, uh, you know, settled. And God bless them, heroes, fucking heroes. Originally Antifa. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but no. Um, uh, all right. So what are we actually talking about today, Casey? I feel like we've just been rambling. We're just kind of catching up because we've been. Man, if we're not, we, ca- if so we're not careful. We if we're not careful, we're going to get canceled. So yeah, this is one of the things that happened while we were while we were uh, playing reruns. No, sure. we, we recorded new things. We just released them. Yeah. But anyway, um, so there was an article. There, there was a letter, I should say, in Harper's Magazine. Uh, and yeah. to be clear, I, you you know me, I never miss Harper's Magazine. I read Harper uh, cover to cover. I know, and you make me every, read it. Some, every, you, make, you make me read it sometimes too. Every quarter. I don't. I don't know how often it comes out because I'm lying. But anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, it is basically so it's signed by a whole host of uh, I guess people that just believe in free speech and stuff, yeah. Uh, but uh, notably, it was signed by well, first of all, David Frum, Ghoul, yeah, uh, David JK Cone. Rowling, David, uh, <laughs> sorry, David, da- JK Rowling, a turf, uh-huh. um, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, well, yeah, a, 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 we, a science at speak talking, speaking of scientific racism, Malcolm Gladwell. No way. Yeah, well, and also, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what you're referring to there, but I know wait, he came. Wait, wait, to... hold on. Is, is Malcolm Gladwell the linguist, or is he the guy who's like how to succeed and all that shit? I don't know. Uh, he has he has a podcast because who doesn't? But no, Malcolm Gladwell. I know uh, he's he's written books and he's done a lot of podcasts. I don't, I don't know why people like him, but he did. Uh, I know that he went to Penn State one time and he to like an auditorium full of kids. Uh, yeah. Or I should say, students. He was like, uh, Joe Paterno did nothing wrong, and like it was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Um, but anyway, um, they're basically really concerned about free speech and being able well, to say. And, and sadly, and sadly, Uncle Gnome was on there too. Yeah, this that that was the one that kind of was the most disappointing. There were others that were disappointing, um, but Noam Chomsky, yeah, that sucks. Um, but uh, uh, his, his, he he's kind of. He's hard line on a lot of stuff, but sometimes it leads to, I don't know, like I, I agree with a lot of his principles that get him to this point where he would sign this thing, but I feel like he goes, I don't know. Look, like I see where, is, I see where I, he's like, coming from all, given his personal philosophy, but I don't understand honestly what we're talking about when we talk about cancel culture. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I gather that it's like, like it, it's basically how people refer to other people being mad on the internet yes. and then like so that people get so mad on the internet that it, it your boss decides to fire you for it, which it like, well, it's for, also, like, it's what, also, it, it, it's come also retroactively to refer to the phenomenon that, you know, usually when you hear about cancel culture, the big community that talks about it a lot is stand up comedians. Uh, because they uh, they oftentimes see themselves as uh, free speech warriors and uh, philosophers that uh, are going to change our society with their jokes. Uh, but when you call them out for being racist, they're like, it's just a stupid joke. It's meaningless. Um, but uh, I think it's used retroactively actively to refer to 
a lot of comedians say that they can't get work on uh, college campuses anymore because everyone's just too sensitive. The snowflakes, they get offended. Number one, number one, I don't, I don't fucking believe safe spaces. I don't fucking believe that. Well, well, no, no, if you're not. If you get on stage and you say a bunch of racist, turfy, uh, you know, misogynistic things, and a college doesn't want you back, write better uh, material and like be and have better politics, and be yeah, some I mean, be, so, guess, be someone people want to hear. It's 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 just fundamentally about like punching up rather than yeah. punching down. Like no, like absolutely. I mean that's I think that's really all it is. Yeah, and like don't get me wrong, I like for instance we talked about this recently. Like me and you both despise Governor Greg Abbott in Texas. Sure, but there's also a lot of ableist language that comes up when you're sometimes. Like, I, I never like, I never knew that he was differently abled. I never knew that. Is this like your moment where you're like I don't see color? No, no, no. I guess I've never seen a picture of him in a wheelchair or I or never noticed it or I I don't know. No, uh, he is indeed in a wheelchair. But like like there's a I I don't know. I've seen a lot of ableist language used around Greg Abbott. So whenever whenever he has a bad. It's so easy to hate and express hatred for Greg Abbott. I don't know why you need to resort to like like the image of pushing a wheelchair off. I'm trying trying to think if I've ever made references to him having a bad take and I've said something like, boy, he's tripping. (laughs) I don't think you have. I hope I've never said that because that would be bad. That would be mean and insensitive. It would be. But like it's the kind of thing that like uh, remember when we talked about uh, um, Jeff Bezos and yes. his dick pics? Yes. Like like I I liked the I was not concerned about Jeff Bezos, the most powerful man in the world, um, his dick pics being released. That was not that was a non-issue because he he cannot be harmed. You and I have had disagreements about this because I think that whenever you go after something like a physical deformity of a powerful person. I get that you don't want to pull punches with the rich and powerful, but I also feel like by making fun of that, you're also kind of going after comrades that have similar. Well, I, I don't think you said you could see that, but you still, you still disagree. Just to be clear, I have no knowledge that Jeff Bezos' penis is deformed. So that's 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 knowledge that's new to me. Um, but um, I just, I'm just saying I I like obviously I think that leaking someone's nudes is fucked up. But when it's the, when it's Jeff Bezos, like like fuck it, I don't care. I'm like yeah, I'm not no, well, about that. well that's the thing. I don't have a problem with anything that happens to him. I just yeah. have a problem with being like. Yeah, whenever I hear people making fun of Greg Abbott for being uh, disabled, uh, you know, I don't want to pull those punches because he's powerful and nothing can hurt him. But again, there are comrades. I feel like it would be the same thing as, you know, it's okay to say racist things about Ben Carson because he's a piece of crap and can't be touched by it. But there are comrades. And I think I made that point before and you conceded that point, but I think you still think like... I think we, we come no, down I mean, on different it's, it's, sides of it. All I'm saying is I, I, uh, you know, I, I don't think you like, first of all, I think there's, I was kind of joking. I don't think there's like an equivalence between like a dick no, I know. and like making someone from being disabled, but, um, that's the main thing there. Um, but sure. I, I know that I've said in the past, what I was trying to, I know I said in the past that like with the powerful, like don't, you don't have to hold back, but like, yeah, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't think the, the and like, gen- generally, generally I, I agree with you. No, I, 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 I get, I get but, what you're saying. 
you know, the, all right, so these people write in this letter, editors are fired for running controversial pieces. Books are withdrawn for alleged inauthenticity. Journalists are barred from writing on certain topics. Professors are investigated for quoting works of literature. A researcher is fired for circulating peer-reviewed academic study. On and on and on. It has a, it has a short list. But, like, in most of those cases, most of them, not all of them, but, like, the issue is not that people online got mad, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the issue is that there there again there's a hierarchy where there's there's someone at the top who's interested in making money and yeah. they can fire you at will they right. can uh, discipline you for no fucking reason because you don't have a union. They can just well, tell on, you well, to on, do something or not to do something. You're making a point that I didn't think you were gonna make. You're making a point that the cancelers are the bad guys. No, I don't. I don't think. I mean, no, not really. I, I don't think. I don't think that people online who who tweet, uh, you know, oh, okay. uh, I, I, that, that's that not, hey, okay. this is racist. I don't you're, think that's you're saying bad. you're you're saying the cancel culture that people pay attention to is a red herring. There's a real cancel culture that is our power hierarchy. Yeah, well, it's just like, like it seems like you're you're getting angry at the wrong place. Like if people yeah. get mad because what they interpreted your article in the Atlantic to be transphobic, for instance, right. yeah, uh, th- that refers to Jesse Single, who was right. one of the signatories of this letter. Um, like, and you 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 get reprimanded at work for it. It's like your boss made that decision. Like sure. that's that wasn't that like the 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 people that got mad on Twitter did not discipline you or take away a raise or anything. That was your sure. boss. Sure. It's not. It's not the the Twitter the Twitterati. You know what I mean. I have a question. Um, so, so so obviously there can be public consensus that we would view as socially and politically retrograde, but there can also be public consensus on an issue that we believe is the right take. So I, in some cases, I feel like when people say they've been canceled, what that means is they are espousing values that our society has left behind. And in that case, that consensus is sort of a sort of a natural law that like, yeah, that's going to happen. Like, but I wouldn't respect it if the consensus was retrograde. Mm -hmm. Like, so I I don't know how to thread that needle. Well, part of it, like part of it for me is this, is that like, um, if you go back you know, like a lot of like you mentioned stand up, for instance. Yeah, there's a lot of people that think of themselves as like Lenny Bruce or Bill Hicks yeah. or, or like, you know, really subversive uh, c- comics. And we can Carlos debate Mencia. how subversive. Uh, yeah, we can debate how subversive Bill Hicks or um, uh, Lenny Bruce were. But the reality yeah, is, I, like, I, would, I would even like, argue I would argue that even they are. I don't think Lenny Bruce was uh as i don't think no i saw himself that way i think bill hicks had a god complex about himself a little bit but i think i well first of all i i would probably defend bill hicks i don't i don't i can't immediately think i I would would defend bill hicks i think he died in the 90s so he probably did have views i disagreed with and i haven't listened to his work in a long time no all i know all i know know is mark mark maron told this story where he had to follow bill hicks after bill hicks was yelling in a woman's face in the front row i'm a fucking poet i'm shakespeare (laughs) yeah that sounds unhinged but um no i mean like i think that when 
you know, uh, people think of themselves as like subversive and like pushing yeah. boundaries when yeah. in reality, like, the, you know, the, they mentioned Shane Gillis, the guy that, yeah. that basically was offered a job on SNL and then it got revoked when like some of his jokes, like basically making fun of gay folks. And, he, or, he had and, the audacity uh, to say that his uh, offensive, stereotypical Chinese accent material was pushing the boundaries and shaping. It's yeah. like it's like that's old hat. That's old status exactly. quo, that, my that, dude. That's that's what quo. I mean. Like no, these people think that they're pushing boundaries and that they're saying some sort of truth. Bill what Burr, they're doing is they're saying they're saying Nick, Nick something. DiPaolo. Well, they're they're saying things that people have said for cent like yes. over a century. Yes, like you know, basically, like just random racist stuff, uh, disparaging um, uh, men in general for not being manly enough, but particularly gay gay Abs- men. Absolutely, or, Joe, Joe Rogan. Well, Joe Rogan's that way. Uh, uh, even John Mulaney has a little bit of that. And, and sadly, I I used to think that Sarah Silverman was pretty cool. Maybe because I wasn't paying attention, but she's. And I also understand though. That a lot of uh, I've heard this before that a lot of uh, stand-up comedians feel pressured into falling on this side of the conversation because I've heard it's it can become particularly brutal for you. Uh, there's like this idea of sitting at the table where at a lot of clubs, if you get invited to sit at the table with the the big name headliners, like it helps your career for and, sure. And, for and sure. so, I, the, and so the, I understand the, that the as a, I understand is... that as a woman in comedy, how she might feel pressured to support these guys but like dave Chappelle, even sure, like, a, like, a, like a man of color it, it's it's easy to to look at that and say that well yeah aren't they supposed to push against the tide of public opinion but they're not they're, they're saying what everyone has always said but they're not trying to tread new ground the pressure that they're facing is people realizing hey we don't want to do this anymore yeah well i mean it's like i get that people want to sit at the table but that's fundamentally what i was talking about earlier like the table was set by mostly like white 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 men that hate gay folks you know and and minorities and other minorities so like i get i get that like for some people in their career they want to sit at that table but like the the other side of that is like you should probably want to set the table on fire yes absolutely Um, And, and, and when they talk about lenny bruce Lenny Bruce just wanted to tell jokes. He, he he had his career and his life run into the ground by legal fees. And you know what he did? He kept working, regardless of what happened to him, He because he actually did care about saying what he wanted to say. It's not about like guys like Louis C.K., who's a multimillionaire, Dave Chappelle, multimillionaire. They've been canceled in what way? They're still incredibly yeah. successful. They're still working. They haven't been canceled. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean that that's and uh, you know most people that have signed this letter like Barry Barry Vice I feel like gets um, you know attacked on Twitter and called all kinds of names all the time on right. the New York Times uh, and she's a New York Times columnist and she left the New York Times I, I, I my understanding to go start some new thing with Ben Shapiro and a bunch of other dumbasses so oh like my, I, wait wait she's that on the nose I I thought she was like a like a devil's advocate liberal, but she's like full like piece of shit. She's she's definitely a conservative, but like I mean, in, I, I in didn't my know mind. anything about. I didn't know anything about but, her, but I, I thought she was being this. You know how sometimes you'll run into a liberal that like is legitimately like so they try to be socially progressive, but they have like this high school debate team mentality about them that causes them to be sort of sure. toxic. That that's what I thought was going on because I didn't know anything about her, but. No, I mean, she, she, I don't know. I guess, I, I, frankly, I don't know that much about her. I know she's a conservative and like, she, like she, it, she uses a lot of dog whistles, but I don't know. Um, 
But no, I mean, none of these people get canceled. They're, like, frankly, there's a lot of money to be made by being uh, a conservative hack on the one hand yeah. or a quote unquote gender. What do they call themselves? Like gender realist or gender skeptic or some, some sort of bullshit. Oh, my God. Or, they named, they uh, fucking named it? Or, or um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's people that try to, I, like, justify so here's, here's how like, their, can, here's their, trans, how, their transphobia, sure. Here, here's how you can tell that this is dumb. Before you and I would have been able to articulate these type of thoughts, we knew we didn't like Carlos Mencia, and the reason as oh, we yeah. would have, and the reason we would have articulated it is he says stuff that everyone has always said, and then acts, and then yeah. he'll he'll go like, "Yeah, that's right, I said it, I'll say it," and that's and that's what Bill Burr does, that's what Dennis Miller does, Dennis Miller post nine eleven, uh, that's what you know guys like Nick DePaula do, like Lisa Lampanelli, uh, uh. I mean, these are just people who like the a lot of yeah. people who are quote unquote insult comics, and, and like, I wonder about. I, I think it's weird that I haven't heard about Anthony Jeselnik being uh, canceled because, given his material, he obviously probably should be. But I wonder if he skirts underneath it because his whole thing is like he's self aware, quote unquote, about it. Yeah, I mean, he's so, like lean, I mean, he's I leaning think there into. Are... It. Yeah, I mean, there are people that like like Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, not, I'm not. It's my intention to defend him at all, but like, I, yeah. I haven't. I don't remember his work very well. I know that like my impression of him was to say the most awful thing in the world, which and, in, which in indicates would, like which indicates that he knows that it's yes. messed up, and yes. and given and given that he probably doesn't see himself as a bad guy doing bad things in the world, I assume that that is legitimately to yeah. draw attention I, to I, these. To how bad they are. Like, I I, I'm not trying to say that like every comedian, like if fr- frankly, me and you are not the best arbiters of who should or should not be canceled. But like the the, the reality is that I think that like it's I, I fully like support someone playing a a racist parody. Yeah, I don't know if that's always what Jesselnik is doing. For instance, we've gotten um, into the weeds on comics. I feel like no, but, we um, we have. I, I will say this that I, I feel like I. I feel it because we don't know what he actually thinks and feels. Uh, and this is a distinction I've heard comics draw before that comics can tell if someone's saying like a bunch of like, ironically uh, like uh, retrograde social stuff, you can tell when it makes the turn to like, I believe this and I'm angry and I'm venting like Michael mm-hmm. Richards uh, with the hecklers, you know, oh, like, yeah. like that. Yeah. Y- you can tell that classic, like, all that shows you is, you know, he he says, "Hey, it's they were just being... that easy to get canceled." <laughs> well, he, well, what he said, what he said was, "Hey, they were being rude, so I was going to be rude back." But all it showed, so I us shouted was, the n word at them. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. what it shows is that when he gets angry, that's immediately what he goes to. Yeah, that's the that's the the weapon he picks up. It's like old, like like just pre modern levels of racism, you know? Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Cancel culture. I don't. I'm not sure that it's real. Is the first thing, um, but also, or, or, or it's or it's not what we popular what we popularly hear it described as. Certainly, because yeah. I I think that well, like is, there is. Um, do you think mm, this is a, a sensitive topic? And we've talked about this before, but the way we should deal with people with powerful men who have done horrible things, like Harvey Harvey Weinstein, who I don't have any sympathy for. But I think we've talked before about how is there 
a way? Is there a road back out of social ostracism? Uh, or Louis C.K. I think that's a less harsh example. Like if he wasn't leaning into being a you know an asshole like he is now, would there ever be a conceivable way back? I mean, I think that you know part of being an abolitionist to me it has to do with re- like restorative justice right and it's not it's not something we can uh, you know kind of get through quickly and yeah. i think that like a lot of those processes would need to be determined by uh the 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 victims who yeah. you know yeah or should be centered in that process yeah yeah, yeah. but i Absolutely. think i think yeah sure people can be um reformed but also like sometimes when you fuck up you don't get to just go back to doing what you're doing like, Absolutely, and, and, but I think and maybe that aspect, sucks. But there is an aspect where people have their lives destroyed, and again, it's wrong to hear someone being a racist or a fascist piece of crap. And, and your first instinct to be like, "But listen, let's not destroy their lives." I, I'm saying, well, like, I, I'm the, saying the, on the, down, the I'm saying is, on down the, I'm saying on down the, on down the road, like, is it is it right to like permanently destroy people's lives? Well, well, the thing is, like, for with. Louis C.K. and uh, to a much greater magnitude, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, this wasn't just they said bad words, right? No, absolutely. Like they, yeah. like Harvey Weinstein sexually assaulted. Yeah, I shouldn't have brought. Th- I shouldn't have brought that. I shouldn't have brought them up because the type of person I'm referring to is the person like the Karens that we've been seeing, like in the news, who like get doxxed and like fired from their jobs, and you know, you know like it's the kind of thing that like for instance i, I heard a story about like a, a school teacher who posted a bunch of really racist shit and she got fired That's like a few times. um yeah and like on on the one hand like do i think this woman should never be able to work again and she should have she should lose her home and her possessions no i don't think that obviously not um i but like maybe she shouldn't be around children like I don't like maybe that might be part of what that's that looks like going forward. But like honestly, what does it look like for some like if we if we agree that like uh, you know part of moving forward is someone learning? What does it look like to? Well, I was you know, I was about to say in a post revolutionary society, and again I'm using that sort of tongue in cheek, and I'm going to use another tongue in cheek statement. Would she be a candidate for uh, re-education quote, quote unquote, would that be a thing? What, what would that look like? Like, is that something that well, could be socially instituted? I'm not sure that I'm comfortable with the notion of like, you know, state sanctioned re-education. It seems like, but like a little if, bit. if, if we have, uh, you know, post-revolution structures that are worker controlled, like if then, then workers get to decide, like, do we want this person to return and be a school teacher? Okay, so they like might the, say the, no. The teachers' union would be dealing with her, basically, right? I mean, I would be all for that, you know, provided that the teachers' union itself was also a democratic structure. Sure. Like it, it like because um, a lot of people that that uh, transgress these boundaries, they get to stay where they are and keep doing what they were doing because of their relationship to the person in power they're just good friends with their boss so there are no consequences mm. or or whatever um if the most popular person in the union uh and or uh, if the most popular person in the union uh really good friends with everyone on the workers council transgresses in some way does that mean they shouldn't have consequences of course that doesn't mean that we want them to have consequences and what that looks like what those accountability processes look like is a very it's a very important question 
the other thing we wanted to talk about is uh, just just uh, the fascism coming our way, starting yeah. in Portland, apparently. This is scary. This is um, it's hard to not be henny penny ish about this, like the sky is falling or being hyperbolic, but it's literally a like federal police who have no accountability to anyone. They're not else. even identifying themselves. I, yeah, just pulling like it, it. It might as well be Mossad <laughs> pulling up and, and throwing people. <laughs> well, in, in, for, in, first of all, it's clear that it probably is Mossad. No, I'm kidding. I mean, uh, it's, all, no, it's federal, always Mossad. Yeah, yeah, federal officers are roaming the streets of Portland in unmarked vehicles, detaining protesters without identifying themselves. Um, so, one case just to illustrate what's going on: uh, Mark Pettibone. Uh, he and his friend were returning home from a protest. Uh, at the at the courthouse in Portland in, uh, on July 15th. Uh, the protests had been mostly peaceful. Law enforcement agency hadn't used tear gas or anything that day. But around 2 a.m., unidentified people in, in camouflage stepped out of a van, threw Pettibone in the back of it. Uh, Pettibone went on to tell Oregon Public Broadcasting that I had a beanie pulled over my face. So it was literally bagged. Um, after driving around town for a while, the armed men took him inside a building. Uh, Pettibone would only later learn that there was the federal courthouse. Uh, quote, it was basically a process of facing many walls and corners as they patted me down, took my picture and rummaged through my belongings. Uh, Pettibone was placed in a cell before two officers came and read him his Miranda rights. He didn't waive those rights, which is, uh, the, the king shit, uh, of the story. And, uh, eventually he, uh, he demanded to speak to the lawyer and, uh, he was let go without being charged with any crime. Uh, so he was detained without charge, uh, and like as far as we know, there there was no legitimate cause to detain him. Um, and, but by you know, federal officers that refused to identify themselves and were not marked. So for all he knew, they were not police officers, right? That's what I'm saying. Like for all he knows, he's going to be taken to an undisclosed location and killed. Yeah, for all he knows, these are Boogaloo boys. Or Proud Boys, or any of the other right wing boys that are that are like literal Nazis. I think we need to like we need to like keep that in mind that how terrifying that is, and and absolutely like aside from breach of protocol and and like uh, you know infringement of personal rights, that has to qualify as uh, cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, I I was uh, I read an article recently about how. Uh, there was there was a prison uh, back in the fifties that uh, would do psychological torture of uh, prisoners by uh, setting uh, execution dates and then constantly mm-hmm. moving them back to make them think that they were gonna die when they weren't. And so mm-hmm. that that was like uh, that was ruled cruel and unusual punishment definitively that you it's it's illegal to yeah. make a prisoner think they're going to die when when they're not going to. Yeah, fake, uh, fake executions or mock yeah. executions. Oh, man. So you take someone and like put them next to a ditch and pretend you're about to kill them and then you don't. Oh and... my God, man. Like that freaks me. Like when I watch the Green Mile well, I mean, and they're the... walking to the electric chair, like it freaks me out. Like I get sweaty palms. Ugh. But like, I mean, the, the issue here is like literally like secret police, like in a fascist regime, right? And like uh, you know, what's what's interesting about all this is that like the protests in Portland have been gaining more momentum after this, which is not unexpected. I remember when I used to work on Middle East stuff, 
like uh and i was in egypt during the arab spring like every time the state tries to crack down further on protests there it results in more protesters and it gets to the point where you you really are just playing chicken like are your are you can you rely on your security forces to uh go farther go far enough to well, murder not only, their fellow c- citizens well not or only that, are you going like, to eventually get punked but not only that like the more serious the threat like what it ends up to now you know it's federal police you're whittling the protest opposition down to the people who are super serious and willing to f- die and also you're emboldening them to the peak like they are this is literally like well the final to a point i mean the, the reality is they're not whittling the protesters down to just the extremists they're with they're the protests are growing no, I, in size because people are refusing this uh, that okay that's fair I, I i always assume that like with with protest there's always like a a contingent of people that are m- more or less uh you know ideological ideologically invested uh which I, i'm not trying to say that's that's with anything i'm not trying to say like you know there's certain people who would go out on the streets and protest but if there's you know cops shooting people they'll be like fuck i'm not going to do that and uh but i feel like there are there is a contingent that will go out and will f- I'm just surprised that there's been uh there haven't been armed protesters and, and like this is honestly just a good opportunity to remind people that you should be you should really consider arming yourself if we have secret police today what are we going to have tomorrow I'll be honest you know, what, with what, you what is, what is the world going to look like 90 days from now I, or, I agree or with a you. year from now I agree with you the idea though of uh deciding and going and doing it and getting a gun is terrifying to me because at that sure. point I'm ascent. I'm crossing a threshold in my brain. That sure. I'm like, but that I'm I like, mean, okay, I'm probably going to have to def- defend myself. And here's, and here's my thought about this. If you, if these federal police, if three federal police come and grab you and you take them out, a larger group of federal police is going to come after you and they're, and they're going to kill you. So if, if federal police come and grab you, and you're willing to fight you're it's it seems like a hundred percent suicide mission and that 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 terrifies me yeah i mean look (laughs) i'm not saying that like you need to wait for the secret police to detain you and and go down swinging uh what i'm saying is that like uh if if that's what's happening today i don't know what it's going to look like tomorrow and you might want to be be armed in the event that like things go away where we don't have choices like the one you just elucidated. That's all I'm saying. And like frankly, you know, um, you may not be able to get a fair shake from the federal police after you just um, uh, defended yourself against some of their comrades. But maybe you you might be in a situation where you have to go on the run or turn yourself into the local PD or some bullshit. And don't get me wrong, that sucks because there aren't there aren't good cops. They're not there aren't going to be like the local the local cops aren't going to be more sympathetic to you because they they don't know the federales. That's not that's not how it's going to go down. But like. You know, at a certain point, like the pretty much the only institution that I would uh, in this country that I would recommend anyone having any faith in is the goddamn jury. Like 12 random people that prosecutors can only fuck with so much. Like you can get a fair shake from from 12 people. Only one of them has to decide you're fucking innocent and they can hang the whole goddamn jury. 
So I, I, all I'm saying is like, you know, there's, what's the expression? Better to be judged by 12 than carried by six. You know what I mean? How, how straight, Uh, how straight is the, how straight is the line between the duties being carried out by the federal police and the executive office? Uh, but the executive office being the president of the United States. Yep. I mean, it's pretty direct, right? There's, there's that like, I mean, this is what's interesting is like right now, like these, these, uh, I ask ask because it's often oversimplified that whenever draconian policies are being carried out, that it's the policies of the, the, the one guy, the president, like it's, it's usually, it's usually like, it's usually more complicated than that. There is a whole system at work here, but here's the interesting thing about this is these these unmarked secret police are uh, Customs and Border Patrol agents, uh, Department of Homeland Security agents. And who is running uh, the Department of Homeland Security? It's some guy. And this is going to sound like a made up name, but it's some guy named Chad Wolf. And he is Keith uh, acting. He is acting. Uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, meaning he has not been confirmed by the Senate uh, for whatever that's worth, but he's just literally a, 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 an executive appointee. Like was Trump he a posi- Was him. he a position that was recently changed out? I don't know. I don't know. I can't recall who the previous Director of Homeland Security was. Or Secretary, rather. But if, if he's he's acting, so he hasn't even been confirmed, right? He so this is literally just a like God, a. God, it's a, so a, informal. A, like that's scary. Yeah, I mean, and that's the, I mean, this is something people have remarked about is there's actually a lot of different agencies that are staffed by appointees that have not been confirmed by the Senate. Oh my um, God, because it's like it's, it's like it's like it's like uh, offices that are taking life and death decisions, and it's like interns. Yeah. I mean, temps. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that like there's a there's a uh, let's say non-zero chance that things really take a turn for the United States over the next few months. Um, like, fuck, forget the election in November. That might get um, rigged. It might get canceled. It might get uh, moved back. Who knows what's going to happen? Honestly, there's a pandemic. There's a very uh, competent uprising by citizens who've just had enough. And the, the federal government is try, like under the like rule of a, a narcissist and a bully is just trying to stomp on all of it. What do you and do, trying to get people killed? What do you do if I feel like sometimes on the left things can be divisive in terms of when things start getting like this? There's people on the left who are like, "All right, let's go," and in their head, you know, Rage Against the Machine starts playing. I uh, feel myself sh- getting scared and, sh- and shrinking away from this. Uh, and obviously that's a matter of personality and temperament. But I feel like sometimes there's a lack of understanding, sometimes on the left, for people who aren't like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to die. Uh, I wish I was like that. But I, it, I, if I'm being honest, I my bravery... I, it gets called into question when I think about this. So how should I, Look, what's my, what's my place? Like, how should I think about myself in this situation? Like it sort of troubles me. 
Sure. I mean, on the one hand, my thought on that is like, you may not have a choice and that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, be, yeah. be prepared. You might not have a choice. Yeah. Uh, not the kind that we've talked about. So well, far. and, and I might, guess, and I guess that's be... the, that's the privileged white guy in me though. That's like, Oh, but what if I don't want to do this? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, that's, but, that's I a mean, privilege. the reality is like, you know, the type of social collapse that I think is like, not likely but is becoming less impossible if that makes sense me hemming and hawing about it like i think that like you know there's there's a ton of challenges and there's a ton of ways to lend yourself to that struggle whether it's like food security or you know whatever um it, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go get yourself shot like there i've just not... i've never been the type of person who see like i can't see usefulness in uh, taking out a couple of federal police and me dying. Look, I'm, I'm, I did not say anything. No, no, I know, no, 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 I know, I know. But what I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, I'm thinking abstractly or sorry, I should have said, I've never seen the, uh, utility in a person doing that and then getting removed from the struggle. Yeah. I don't, I don't look, I don't want anyone to get killed by federal agents. I'm just saying that like the reality is there are, People that yeah. right now who are armed, who don't wear uniforms because they don't have uniforms. They're yeah. literal Nazis and they'll go around and they're, they're perfectly willing to kill. Fuck. So like, it, like, do you like, I don't know that I could tell the difference between one or the other. I don't know. I, I, it, I guess one of the most disturbing things about it for me is I know if I, I know there are people who support the president and support all the stuff that this administration is doing and they're seeing the same uh, events. They're seeing these federal police and they're thinking good. Whereas I I'm terrified. I really would like to have, if there's anyone listening, I'd really like to have someone who deals with psychology and, and, you know, political, you know, ideology because I, I need to, I don't know how to grapple with that. I don't know how someone can, uh, even if I'm not, uh, you know, obviously politics is subconscious, but if I'm turning off my dialectical, uh, you know, rhetorical uh, faculties and I look at this, my knee-jerk reaction is, this is very bad. Uh, sure. I, I can't yeah. imagine how people can look at it and say, this is good. I feel safer because of this. Yeah, well, it's like, um, yeah, no, I mean... It is bad. You know, what are you, you going to do? Like, I remember there was like a PBS NewsHour article I was reading. And it was like, constitutional law experts said Monday that federal officers' actions, meaning acting like secret police, are a, quote, red flag. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah I, I guess it, Well, it's true. just like, as a, as, a, as, a, as a progressive, I fundamentally don't believe that there are, that there's human nature. I, and I fundamentally don't believe that there are people that are good and people that are bad. So... Inherent in that is that the people who look at this and still support the president and still say this is good, they are wrong and in need of, uh, you know, uh, you know, a change of a mindset. And I want that to happen. Like that's yeah. a lot more, that's a lot more satisfying to me than a, you know, an informal civil war between citizens of you know right and left but like but like that yeah sorry well no i mean it's it's just like yeah i wish that we could like you know have a conversation and work it out 
But like the like, I don't even know that like if the election happens in November and Joe Biden wins, what does Trump do? What is it? What do his supporters do? Like at a certain point, it's not even up to our institutions. Like they're they're the other side might act regardless of what we do because the other side has like a culture of like be prepared. Uh, and and like d- to defend uh your you know this reaction I, I think I think if liberty. I think if Biden I think if Biden wins I think that there's going to be a watering down of the uh center I think there's a lot of people on the center that are against Trump that will relax and 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 to be honest with you I think there's a lot of people that are on the far right and that support Trump that you know, in their conscious brain, they're going to be like, oh, dang it, a Democrat. But they're not going to be as riled up because I think subconsciously they'll be like, yeah, it's kind of a racist old white dude. Like, you know, that that's so I think I don't think Joe Biden will threaten, uh, you know, a, even a majority of, uh, you know, Trumpies because I don't I don't th- I don't think a majority of Trumpies are just like. You know, I think they'll still keep doing the same things, but I don't think a Biden election is going to make them be like, oh, no, we've lost. The dream is no. over. Let's start killing people. I'm not. I, hey, maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't think Trump has as much of a as a cult, a, a cult of personality as conservatism. The Republican Party yeah. has a cult of personality in a, in a way yeah. that like the left doesn't really have a, a thing like that. Like we're, we're very much into like specific candidates with specific issues where I feel like, yeah. I feel like the right sees themselves at a mortal war with the libs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Look, I, I all I meant to say is that things um, are getting darker. Like the last time that I was saying stuff like this in terms of like, Hey, things are looking grim. Who knows how this is going to shake out. Uh, we were at one stage. Now we have secret police. Yeah, you know, it's getting it's, it's getting it's literally so that, it's, liter- it's literally a system of a down lyric. Yeah, um, but I think that's all for us this week on Future Left. We're over time, and I have other things to tend to. Um, but yeah. uh, be prepared, stay safe. Next week, hopefully, all of my stuff will arrive, and I will be able to get you a better sounding. Uh, Casey, at least. And, uh, yeah. Sound great, so, buddy. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. If you support this, go to patreon.com slash feature left. We'd appreciate it. If not, that's okay, too. Um, uh, stay cool. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.